Shout out to Jim. Shout out to Sus. Welcome to the To The Mat WrestleCast. What's happening? So, this week in WWE, because I get a, watch, a chance to watch Impact at all. I'm not working too much. <laughs> um... Leading up to the Elimination Chamber. It's been about a busy week. Busy week. We're going to get through it. Let's see. So, we're going to start off with Raw. Get everybody caught up. Folks missed it. We had Bobby Lashley opening Raw. Coming out the cell that he's going to be the most dominant man in the chamber. Which we all know. Well, I got my predictions coming. and We'll get into that later. We got Bobby Lashley opening Raw. On the 14th, on the uh, February 14th episode, 2022. He gets interrupted by Seth Rollins, Drip King. Drip King. And he comes out talking about how he feels he's going to be the man to win the chamber. You know, everybody's trying to sell that chamber. Then he gets interrupted by Riddle. Riddle, he uh, comes out in the toga, which is going to be the main segment. Matt Riddle's toga party. Okay, bro. And uh, he comes out, he tries to invite, or he comes out, followed by Austin Theory, who comes out to just run his mouth. He's a new kid on the block. Vince kind of took him under his wing, so he's going to do his thing. And uh, he's followed by AJ Styles. Then Brock shows up in what I thought was absolutely hilarious. Brock Lesnar shows up in the cowboy hat. <laughs> and the winter jacket uses Austin Theory as a coat rack and while he's staring everybody down Austin Theory don't like that too much and he tries to jump Brock from behind and Brock hits him with the F5 everybody clears the ring like somebody just shot a gun in the air and Brock proves his dominance going into the elimination chamber which we'll get into later then following that, we do the toga segment to celebrate RK Bro, and they having the toga party to celebrate they uh being they winning the triathlon or whatever it was. That's going on for the past few few weeks leading up to tag team championship rematch. We get Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, the Dirty Dogs, if they're calling them that anymore, going against the Street Fight the Street Profits. With Tommaso Ciampa sitting at ringside, going off of the storyline they had on NXT the week prior, where Dolph Ziggler showed up to stake his claim to the NXT Championship, which means the Dirty Dogs are going on hiatus. <laughs> hiatus indeed. And uh, the match is a, it was a pretty decent match. We all knew that Ciampa was going to interfere, which he did, uh, throwing water in Dolph Ziggler's face. And after he threw the water in Dolph Ziggler's face, he turns around and he takes a frog splash from your boy Montez Ford, who has the highest frog splash right now. It's for the Street Profits to get the victory on that. Then we had Damian Priest going against AJ Styles. And, you know, AJ made Damian look the best he's ever looked in a long... Well, Damian's been on game, but when you put him in there against a man named AJ Styles, we pretty much know AJ was going to lose the match. 
because uh, he's an enhancement talent at this point in his career. But, um, yeah, him and Damian put on a decent match. Of course, they had the, uh, whatever they call this finisher. I can't even fathom it, but <laughs> Damien goes over in phenomenal fashion. No pun intended. AJ makes him look amazing because AJ is one of the best workers in the company right now. So, you know, that match is a four star, four and a half, five star match. You have Omas versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. I, weirdly enough, they called them the Hurt Business, which is weird because I thought Bobby was the head of the Hurt Business. They ain't been hurt. It might have been a, it might have been a technical mistake on the announcer's part. Things happen live. If it happens live, it was meant to happen. But uh, of course, Omas crushed them after they had the backstage segment of them trying to get Omas to join the Hurt Business as the new big man. Then we had the contract signing for Becky Lynch. And Lena, which I know that again, I can't say this enough. We know Becky, we're gonna say our reputation and predictions for the end of the show. But uh, we have Becky Lynch do the contract signing with Lena on Monday. Becky comes out like she just loses sleep, like she just can't help, she doesn't like the fact that she's gonna have to beat her, her childhood idol, and we all know how that's gonna turn out so. Yeah, we had the contract signing for that. Didn't break out to a brawl. Becky left the ring. She acted like she didn't want to sign the contract. She left in distraught. This is messing up her life. She doesn't want to take out her childhood hero. Big time Bex is stressing, y'all. She's stressing. She's stressing. (laughs) Yeah, so we had that match coming up. Then we had the gauntlet match with the winner, the woman. Who wins the gauntlet match gets to enter the chamber first, which means not be the first to start the match, but she gets to enter the chamber and get the first pod, which means she will be the last pod open at the end of the chamber match. Towards the end of the chamber match, she'll be the last pod open. This was Rhea Ripley showing out. Rhea Ripley started the match with Nikki Ash. They go back and forth. She takes out Nikki Ash with Riptide. Liv Morgan comes out. Same thing. Riptide. Dewdrop comes out. She hit Dewdrop. Her and Dewdrop had a good back and forth. Shout out to Piper Niven. I hate that name, Dewdrop. She shows why she deserves to be on the main roster. Then muscling her up for another Riptide. Rhea Ripley. Showing why she deserves to be there as well. But ultimately losing to Bianca Belair. Man, oh man, oh man, I think we're going to get that rematch at WrestleMania, which trumps my earlier predictions, but we definitely getting that rematch at Mania. Um, going on to the main event, Alpha Academy versus Ray and Dominic Mysterio. With the winner, with the winner, I don't know. Is they're building up for the Miz versus Ray Mysterio, I believe. Um, because the Miz did interfere. I said the winner. I don't even know. Why I said that because the stipulation to that match. Overall, I said Raw was okay. It's the go home um, Raw for the Chamber. I kind of expected more. 
now we move on to because I figured that we do this every week. We can do the whole week in review, as in getting everybody together for one night. Multiple times a week, we all got jobs. We all got careers outside of this, so we're gonna cover it all. The weekly review coming up on Tuesday, February fifteenth, twenty twenty two. We had NXT Vengeance Day. For those who didn't catch it, first match was Pete Dunne going over Tony D'Angelo in a weaponized steel cage match. I actually liked this match. I would have booked it differently myself. Me, personally, I probably would have booked this match to have. They had a spot with a toolbox where Tony D was going in the toolbox to get something off the toolbox to go to go after Pete Dunne. And then Pete Dunne closed his fingers in the toolbox. And, and this is like not even 10 minutes into the match. Stumps on the lid of the toolbox. Very cool spot. I respect it. That's just not where I would have put that spot. Me personally, um, they had another spot with the zip ties. Where he took the zip ties out, the, uh, out of the toolbox or whatever. And he wrapped... Tied Pete Dunn's hands behind his back. Add beats up Pete Dunn do a wrestling match with his hand partially with his hands tied behind his back. I would have swapped that spot halfway through the match with the tool pop to with the tool uh toolbox spot. Reason being is which makes sense to me. They've been building up Attacking each other's fingers with crowbars and two by fours and cricket bats for like the past month. I honestly think that might have been a better spot to end the match, the list that leads to the ending of a match with the toolbox because it he didn't even really sell it after the fact. It just gives him a reason to sell it. You know, um, the zip tie spot, I would have started the match off with that. You know, have him catch him with the crowbar, with the uh, one of the weapons off the ring, maybe the trash can. Take the zip ties out of his pocket. Continuity. Take the zip ties out of his pocket, and then proceed to put the, the um, zip ties on Dunn. Why? Because he would have been forced to wrestle a good chunk of the match with it on, because I felt like the zip tie spot was a little bit rushed. I felt like they could have done a little bit more. And then it would have had a reason for him to either bring the toolbox into play later in the match when he tried to cut the ties off to free himself. You know, maybe Pete Dunn could have landed on the box while he was trying to get. It's just, it's just so many things. Even though they did a great job, it's just that small little tweak I felt would have made, again, continuity-wise, I felt would have made the match just a tad bit better. But it was still a great match overall. It ended with... No, someone going through the table, crowbar to the uh, they would both got crowbars. Tony D runs at him with the crowbar. Pete Dunn ducks and hit him in the stomach with his crowbar. Boom, bitter end, match over. Crowbar to the back of the head, bitter end, match over. Decent match all overall. Then you had uh Toxic Attraction defeating Indy Hartwell and Persia Pirata. In a decent tag team match. Um, Partway through the match. Mandy Rose gets caught trying to cheat. 
classic, you're out of here spot, leaves the other two teammates to leave the rest of Tyson's attraction to feel for themselves. Indy Hartwell, Persia, fighting their heart out. Persia gets caught on the outside of the ring, takes a chair spot, or takes a, ta- um, a step stair spot, where she's tossed head first to the chairs, takes her out the match. You get a believable, a believable high-low for Toxic Attraction. They retain the titles. Classic match. Didn't feel rushed at all. Everybody knew their spots, what they were doing. They worked well together as far as I'm concerned. The chemistry was there. They were good to go. Great match overall. We had the LA Knight, Grayson Waller segment. It was what it was. They've been building for months with this uh, restraining order. Actually, not even for months, for a few weeks. This restraining order. They're going to have a match behind it. I kind of felt like the storyline was kind of weak. I'm still not convincing Grayson Waller. Hopefully, he doesn't. Re- Hopefully, Grayson Waller doesn't get released before Gargano comes back to get his revenge match because he do owe him that. Um. I just don't see Grayson Waller as believable. L.A. Knight, I think he he's ready for a main roster push. Uh, we need another. We need a loud mouth because the Bobby Roode experiment has failed at this point. So we need somebody to kind of fill that void. We need a loud mouth on the uh, main roster right now. Um, yeah, might get a mediocre match out of it. L.A. Knight is great as always. Grayson Waller still not convinced on him. Then we have the next match. Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes. Carmelo Hayes going over on Cameron Grimes. Both guys are great workers. Both guys know what they're doing in that ring. It was a back and forth bout. Hold for hold. Spot for spot. These guys had it. They got great chemistry together. The match going out with Trip Williams taking the cave in. Um... Another spot in the ring where Cameron Grimes go down head first. Carmelo comes off the top rope. I don't even know what he calls his finisher yet, but he comes off the top rope with John Cena leg drop. If <laughs> you can picture any head, you know what I'm talking about. And Carmelo Hayes continues as U.S. champion. I think we're going to get to a point where Trick Williams is going to turn on Carmelo Hayes. I love the two together right now, as of right now, but we're going to get a point either if Carmelo Hayes loses the title or if Carmelo Hayes still has the title, but Trick Williams is going to turn on him. We all know it's coming. I'll be surprised if it doesn't, but uh, I think it's going to come at a time when we run other contenders for the North American Championship. It makes sense to me. Then we had the Creed brothers going against MSK for the Dusty Cup Classic. This one caught me off guard. Caught me off guard because I had MSK going over the Creed brothers. But I get it. We're building up the Diamond Mine faction. You know, we still have Roger Strong. He's not going anywhere. Um, You still have the one chick. I haven't, I don't remember her name off rip, but the Creed brothers going over MSK fits. MSK can shine through without the Dusty Cup back-to-back. Um, will they get another tag title shot? Probably not. Probably getting called up to the main roster soon. I don't know. 
But uh, the match was a very good match. You had the high flying ability of MSK. You know, they do the backflips and stuff like that. That was great. You had the technical ability of the Creed brothers, who are legit. They may not look like much, but those guys, the way they put moves together, even on the technical front, those guys got it. So MSK puts over the Creed brothers, which is nice, which is real nice. Um, got to see more from them. Then we have Solo Psychoa. If you don't know who Solo Psychoa is, Solo Psychoa is, he's the other Uso. He's the baby. He's the big baby brother of the Usos. He's on NXT. He steps up to Gunther, formerly known as Walter. Gunther. Oh my God. Formerly known as Walter. <laughs> he goes. He. They're doing a Imperium segment. The mat is sacred. We've seen it time and time again. They go over, they, um, uh, Solo Sakura comes out, confronts Watcher, said, we go out on the island, we go after the biggest dog in the yard, prove ourselves, so we're going to have Gunther versus Solo Sakura coming soon. Then we go with the main event of the night, Braun Breaker versus Santos Escobar. The crowd kind of turned on Breaker a little bit. Because in all reality, Santos Escobar hasn't had a championship. I think his last championship was the U.S. championship, actually. I want to say it's the Cruiserweight title, but uh, it was the U.S. championship. And he hasn't had a championship title run for a few months now. So the crowd was greatly behind. Santos Escobar in the Leftasma. But what I like about it, so I had this thing where I said that what if a stereotype was a person? I didn't get it at first. I'm giving the ring here. He was doing that classic LWO. He had the poncho for Chavo. You know, uh, LWO. You know, he had the, the other guys like wearing a mask, you know, for Ray. And then he had the um, Eddie Guerrero. And who V2 Guerrero theme tights, which I thought was a nice touch. So he was doing a nice little shout out to the LWO from WCW, but they had a great back and forth match. Ron Breaker just has it. I still think that he kind of needs a little bit more work to bring it together, but I mean, they're real big on Ron Breaker right now, so he has it. Um, the match was very back and forth. Santos showed why he deserved to be at the big dance. Ron Breaker showed that he's definitely the future. Dolph Ziggler gets involved with a super kick. Braun goes down. You think that it's over. Tommaso Ciampa comes out and attacks Ziggler. So they got that match coming up. It's going to be kind of sad if Ziggler goes over Tommaso. I'm not even going to lie. Like Ciampa. Ciampa. He doesn't need to be. Get the bottom of the main roster barrel coming in. Going over. <laughs> on the top of NXT. It just puts NXT in a bad spot. Vince Logic. But um, Braun Breaker retains the title after his, uh, what do they call it, his power slam, his military press power slam. Braun Breaker goes over. Overall, Vengeance Day was great. Um, like I said, outside of that, outside of that cage match where I would have changed maybe one or two spots around, I say Vengeance Day was built great. What's going on, Evac Arts? What's going on? What's happening? What's happening? Um, I just kind of feel like if Vengeance Day would have been on Peacock or on the network for those who aren't in America, 
I think it would have been a lot better than it being televised on network television only because the commercials breaks in between and them doing the side-by-sides. This is supposed to be a takeover for those who remember those. It's supposed to be a takeover. It's supposed to be a special event. It's supposed to be one of those situations where, you know, hey, look at us. And I get they want to put it on TV because viewership of NXT has been down. But at the same time, it's like you rectify that by seeing what worked and not trying to force a narrative. That's how you rectify that. People can see right through it. NXT is not what it used to be now. You got rid of most of the talent that mattered for whatever reason. I'm not going to say budget cuts or anything. For whatever reason, you release half the talent that made NXT great. But at the same time, you put yourself in a position where... Now we have to make up for the talent that we're lacking. And a lot of the talent they have on board, some of it aren't convincing enough to people. And it's shining through. That's why the ratings are so low for NXT. Hope it comes back together. But yeah, they're going to make some major moves. That's what's up, Evac Class. Thanks for, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, now we move to SmackDown. Which is tonight. 12-18-22. February 18th, 2022. We start off with the tag team contract signing for Ronda Rousey, Naomi versus Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair at Elimination Chamber. They had they talked they smack. Naomi was like, I smacked the taste out your mouth. Ronda's like, you forget how to spell your name, Sonya? It's B I. And they cut her off. Like, it was a nice segment. It was real funny. All the jokes were there. They come up with the stipulation for Ronda Rousey because you know Sonya Deville's supposed to have a broken arm. You already know where this is going, right? Sonya Deville is supposed to have a broken arm. It's in the sling and everything else. When we get to Elimination Chamber, that's not going to be the case. The stipulation for the match is Ronda Rousey has to have one hand tied behind her back to the rest of the match, which I think is going to be great. It makes for real good TV, man. It's going to make for real good TV, so we got that match coming up. We move on to the first match of the night for SmackDown. Ricochet defeating Shame is clean. Let, let, let's, let me say that again. Ricochet beats Sheamus clean. Super clean. Clean. I mean, it has something to do with the new guy. He hops up on, I can't remember his name right now, but he's a decent talent. <laughs> hops up on the thing. Sheamus gets confused. No contact. Next thing you know, Seamus catches a recoil, and he loses to Ricochet clean. He beat both those guys clean in two weeks. I don't know if this is a push for Ricochet, but, hey, we'll take it. Uh, that happens. Seamus pushes down the new guy. Can't remember his name. Holland. He pushes down Holland. Holland's like, what the hell are I going? Seamus is a sore loser. Them two are going to break up and come to blows. Like, Seamus has him under his, room, his ring right now. But Dutch Holland and Sheamus are going to break up. Because that push was planting the seed. And it's going to be a monster mash. And both of those dudes, it's going to be a slugfest. It's going to be a slugfest. And they got it. We had, uh, what else? We had another segment. Who's man? Who's a segment? Who's man? <laughs> um... The second match of the night, because this is SmackDown, 
They don't do a lot. The second match of the night. Oh, man, we ain't talking business right now. I'm in the middle of a show. If you want to holler at me, you can hit my Twitter. Everything's in the thumbnail. We can talk about graphics and stuff like that, but I'm pretty sure I got a good, uh, I'm good on graphic designs, man. I'm good on graphic designs. But, um, second match of the night, we had Ivar versus Jay Uso for their little build up match to the Elimination Chamber. Um, match was going decent. Seeing any, either of the Viking ready slow, solo is always good to see. They're just as good as part as they're together. The Usos have more than proved themselves as solo stars as well as a tag team. For this being a build-up, obviously, the Usos are the heels. Bloodline. They the ones. Um, we got Ivar defeating Jay Uso, of course, by disqualification. Because Jay used the title, the ref saw it. Just more heat for the Usos going into Elimination Chamber, which is great. Before I finish the SmackDown, I just want to let everybody know, No Surrender is Saturday as well. I will do my best to either to go on either after that pay-per-view to do a segment or figure out some way to either tie it in to the Elimination Chamber or do a quick solo run of the results on Sunday, early Sunday. So we can figure out how to do all of that. But uh, I will be watching. I will be recovering No Surrender as well. I haven't watched any Impact, so the show should be great for me. So we're going to go into that as well. Okay, back to WWE. The main event, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. Nakamura keeps on being disrespected. He's not being utilized to his fullest potential. Sami Zayn wins clean. Wins clean after Shinsuke hits his knee on the steps in the in the in the spot. I want to call it a Bombay knee, but they call it something else right now. I can't think of the name. Kinshasa to the stairs. Takes the knee bump. Sammy beats him clean with a Luva kick, if I remember correctly. Which means we're getting Sammy Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Champion. I am fucking pissed because Shinsuke deserves better. Hear me? Shinsuke deserves better. And for him to be snubbed out of WrestleMania for a celebrity is fucking despicable. Fucking despicable. But it's okay. It's okay. You know, hopefully Shinsuke's contract is up. Um, He can leave and go to AEW actually, or go back to New Japan who utilized him for his potential, the things would be better. I mean, that's where we at on that. Uh, it's a shame. But, hey, 
It is what it is. So we're getting to our predictions for Elimination Chamber. And I'm a true man who can admit when he's wrong. And boy, am I wrong. Jesus, am I wrong. I am so wrong about WrestleMania. I thought there was going to be a unification party. I'm adjusting my predictions accordingly. I will stick to my guns. They are going to unify the Universal and WWE Championship. I'm sticking to that. But, uh, so... Of course, we got the men's elimination chamber match. We're going to go in. I think this is going to be the order. Let's start. So, we'll start with Becky Lynch versus Lita for the WWE Raw Championship. Becky's definitely going over on Lita. Um, I love Lita. She's one of the greats. I grew up watching her. She's former women's champion, only female member of the TLC Boys Club. Lita is definitely putting Becky Lynch over for Mania. Actually, I am sticking to my guns. Nah, I'm not going to stick to my guns. Nah. There's a reason why, and I'm going to get to that later. But for now, we're going to stick with I believe that Becky, well, we all know that Becky's going to win that match. It's going to be clean. It's going to be clean. I'll be shocked if it's not. I'll be shocked if it's not because I'm going to have a double prediction for Mania. I'll be shocked if they don't, if if Lita goes over. But it's just going to confirm what my other thought is on Mania, but I see Becky going over until, unless I see otherwise, it's going to be Becky. Um, then we have the Usos versus the Viking Raiders for the Tag Team Championships. As much as I would love to see the Viking Raiders go over, just because I know what's going to happen in the one of the main events, excuse me, we know that the Usos are going to go over the Viking Raiders. The Usos are going to walk on WrestleMania Tag Team Champions. And the reason I say that is because Roman's going to go over Goldberg. The bloodline has to keep all the gold. That's what keeps them relevant. That's what makes the whole thing worthwhile. The bloodline has to keep the gold. Which leads us to our Another match, Drew McIntyre versus Mad Kai Moss with Happy Corbin Falls Count Anywhere. This could go either way for me. I want Drew to go, like, Drew can go over, but we also can look at Drew McIntyre versus Barry Coburn at WrestleMania. So, Barry could interfere and cost Drew this one, but uh, it can go either way. Although, I want Drew to go over, but I got a funny feeling that uh, Happy Corbin, Baron Corbin, so whatever Corbin he's being called, he's definitely going to go over. Or he's definitely going to be involved in some way. So that one could swing anyway. We have Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. 
because Ronda has the match at WrestleMania, I see Charlotte and Deville going over. It's going to be a screw job finish because it's Sonya Deville. Just like we're going to end up getting a rematch for Naomi versus Sonya Deville at Mania or, Mania or on the pre-show. One of the two. But yeah, it's going to be Charlotte going over in some way. Ray Mysterio versus The Miz. Lil Ray Ray. <laughs> Lil Ray Ray out here to, to tell Lil Ray Ray that it's OG Bobby Johnson in the Stone of Raw ready. He <laughs> said, tell OG Bobby Johnson that his Lil Ray Ray stole the Raw radio this time. <laughs> shout out to, uh, shout out to my boy, man. Shout out to the, uh, URL. <laughs> for that one. But yeah, man, Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. We know Rey Mysterio is going to go over. The only way Rey Mysterio loses this match is if Dominic gets involved. Could we get Dominic versus Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania? Could we get it? Hmm. Huh. That'll be something to see. But we're not going to get it. It's going to be Rey Mysterio going over unless Dominic gets involved. Um, Going to... What What I do? What I do? What I do? Going to the chamber matches. Oh, yeah. Goldberg versus... So, as much as... As much as I loved Goldberg as a kid. It's time to hang it up, bro. It's time to hang it up. I know the roster's run thing. It's time to hang it up, bro. What happened? You got... You... you <laughs> You beat, they had to do a Goldberg match for you to beat Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar had to give you the run back, right? Because WrestleMania 22. All right, you got your run then. Then you gave Brock Lesnar the run back, and he beat you in the same amount of time you beat him. All right, we got that. Then you faced the Undertaker, and you bust yourself open before the match even started to give yourself a concussion. Then you go against, excuse me, then you go against Bobby Lashley and hurt, and your, hurt yourself not even 10 minutes into the match. And Bobby had to carry the match. Huh. Imagine that. Bobby carried a match. But Bobby had to carry a match. Because he was hurt. It couldn't continue. Now, you're going to go step in there with Roman Reigns. Because they didn't get to do the match at WrestleMania. Spear versus Spear. Goldberg versus the Tafe. Yo. Goldberg, it's time to hang it up, brother. You had your tire. You had your time. Hang it up, my guy. I hope. I don't ever want to see a wrestler get injured. I'm not hoping for that. I never want to see a wrestler, a wrestler get injured. But if he can prove to me that he can actually finish a match without getting injured or taking his health out beforehand, I'll be convinced on Goldberg at his age. But I think it's time to hang it up, my G. Take her new one to walk away. It's time to walk away, my G. Let it go. Alright, so now to the fun part. We got the we're gonna do the women's first. We got the women's elimination chamber match. We got Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Nikki uh Nikki Ash, I wanna say Nikki Cross, but Nikki Ash, almost a hero. And a, and Alexa Bliss making her in-ring return inside the chamber. That is nuts. That structure is unbearable. That structure is dangerous. People have real screams in that structure. That structure is crazy. 
Alexa Bliss makes her return. This can go either way. I got a funny feeling with Bianca Belair being last. It may be a swerve. If it's not a swerve, Bianca Belair is going over. If it is a swerve, if it is a swerve, then uh, we might get Rhea Ripley winning. Or I, I'll see Rhea Ripley getting that rematch rub against Becky Lynch. But uh, I don't know. I think it might go Bianca Belair unless something happens. But um, if it is Bianca Belair, that means they're not unifying the titles at WrestleMania. Either that is going to be a fatal four-way. I got a funny feeling they're not unifying the uh, women's championship. I mean, they have a roster for women. Don't get me wrong. They have a decent roster for women to carry both shows, so I don't see it. I think Bianca might win. It could really go either way unless they give it to Alexa on her return, which would be fucking crazy. That'll be a monkey wrench in anybody playing Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss at Mania? That'll be a sight to see. That'll be a sight to see. Then we have, I don't know, because I mean, huh. If Bianca wins, I'm giving it to Bianca at Mania. If Alexa wins, I'm giving it to Becky at Mania. Reason being, Alexa is back. I don't know what future plans they have for her. They gave her Lily back. They might be doing another one of those gimmicks. She did leave off on that sour note when she was going after the women's roster. All of a sudden, she disappeared. Charlotte is the one that broke, destroyed Lily and had sent her home. So it can go either way, as far as I'm concerned. It can go anyway. But if Bianca wins, I'm giving it to Bianca Armenia. Um, Let's go over to the men's chamber. We got Bobby Lashley, the champion, defending against Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ. Brock, 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 Brock Lesnar. Brock got to win this match, man. I, I, if Bobby wins the match, and I got a funny feeling that if Bobby wins, they can do an Undertaker shot, Michael spot where Roman Reigns or the Usos come in from under the chamber and take out Brock Lesnar. They could do that, and that could still get them to their feud. But I really want them to unify. They don't have the men's roster. Let's just call it what it is. They've released so many people over the year that I wouldn't be shocked if Brock wins this match and they unify the WWE a Universal Championship. Reason being, Brock gets the mania. He's WWE Champion. Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar. You know, they do this thing where the bloodlines on both shows. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me every week. All week. If they unify the championships, I can see the bloodline of both shows. Or they let Bobby take it through the outside interference. VIA Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker at WrestleMania Part 2. Undertaker goes in the Elimination Chamber. Costs Undertaker the championship. Boom, that feud continues. Brock Lesnar's one of the last two in the chamber. Tribal Chief, the bloodline, they hop in the chamber, take out Brock, easy pickets for Bobby Lashley. That continues that feud. It can go either way, but I have a 
highly, highly, highly think I'm still sticking to the guns of, yo, what's going on, Noah? I'm still looking at the guns of, I think they're going to unify, unify the WWE Universal Championship. Now, I know, I know, if the homie Jim West TV was here, he would say, I'm still voting on Drew. I still think Drew is going to uh, take it all at Mania. All right. Nah. If they do go to triple threat match, I just don't see how they fit Drew McIntyre to the mold. I still think Drew McIntyre is going to be chasing the belt in 2022. I'm sticking to it. But uh, WrestleMania looks like it's a card. And if they go through with the triple threat rule, I don't know how they're going to pay Bianca out unless they make it a fatal four-way. But... Rumor has it they still don't know what they're going to do at WrestleMania, so it could be some card subject to change. Okay? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Mark Henry. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. I'll take that as a compliment. So I look like Mark Henry. It's Noah. One four seven. Okay, I'll say I'll take that as a compliment. But uh, at the end of it all, man, I want to hear y'all predictions. This is going on YouTube as well. Put in your comments below. I want to hear y'all predictions for the Elimination Chamber. And we will be doing a post-show for the Elimination Chamber as well. Hopefully, we can get everybody on after the show or maybe at 1 p.m. after the show. But, yeah, we got to do a post-show for that. But, uh Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, Mark Henry was a decent. Mark Henry was a good one, man. He all elite now, but yeah, Mark Henry was a good one, man. He he deserved way more than what he got, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, but uh, and TNA Impact. I mean, I said keep saying TNA. It's so easy to call it TNA. Don't forget, I will be back after No Surrender as well to cover that show. I don't know if I can get Jim and Sauce. To do that one, because we all have lives, things happen. Um, but uh, we'll definitely, all three of us will definitely be here after the Elimination Chamber, for sure. So keep your eyes out for that. But overall, it's been a good week. Um, in extra news, Dynasty broke up at MLW. So MLW. Holiday turned his back on Alexander Hammerstone. And took him out. And he wants a title shot. So we had that happen. But uh Yeah, it's gonna be a decent it's gonna be a de- decent pay per view tomorrow. It's gonna be a decent pay per view tomorrow. Um The Gaming Podcast. Afterthought Era Podcast will be every two weeks now. Every two weeks now on Saturday, that helps us get more topics to talk about so we ain't shortchanging all our shows. You know, uh, we got a lot to talk about as far as uh, Battlefield, me and Dead, again. <laughs> I know we cover that every week, but yeah, last time I talk about on that. Got my notes together on that. But uh, yeah, that's the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch, Trovo, and DLive. YouTube, 
Zeta Mind Productions on YouTube. That's the name of the YouTube channel, Zeta Mind Productions. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at 2ZTV on air, Instagram, 2ZTV on air, uh, Jim West TV on all your major platforms. If you want the audio version of the podcast, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. That's three major platforms. Ain't no excuse why you can't find us uh, if you're interested in the show. That's the Afterthought Air Podcast and Tudor Matt Wrestling Cast. Also, I got a new show starting tomorrow. It's about, called Grown As Fuck. It's for that upper echelon. It's for grown folks, man. Grown folks. We talk about grown folks things, not just on the spicy side of life. We talk about baby mama drama. Which rights are as far as Ohio's concerned, because I don't know about any other state. But the right way to handle adult situations, if it's about grown folks shit, we're going to talk about it. But uh, look out for that coming soon to all major platforms as well. So, say to my productions, where you can find all the videos. Don't forget to like and subscribe. That, like and subscribe. This has been the Nike J. Holding it down for my first time with myself. Shout out to Jim West TV. Shout out to Sauceable Lecter, the Sauce Baby, Sauce Guy. You know where you at. We'll holler at y'all tomorrow. Peace.